0: Hey gang, welcome to Dateline Louisiana, a provocative look at the deepest of the deep southern states. Thoughts that are informative, candid, humorous, and sometimes
1: controversial about life in one of the most interesting and rabble-rousing states in the nation. Here are your hosts, Ronna Gray and Jim Brown. Hey, Dateline Louisiana, datelinelouisiana.com, our website. Sure glad you're listening today. I'm here with Ronna Gray, my co-host, and Ronna, we're going to kind of bring down the rafters today, aren't we?
0: We're going to talk about something really interesting today, Jim, and that is, after many, many years of Louisiana Congressman being the bridesmaid and never the bride, we have a Louisiana Speaker of the House.
1: Well, we've got six congressmen in Louisiana, and little old Louisiana, down at the bottom of the of the the deepest of the deep southern states, this bottom of this boot, inconsequential. And yet all of a sudden, uh, the reins of power land uh, uh, in Washington, D.C., and Louisiana has a big perspective on it. I hope it pays off for us. We might give a little history, though, Rana, uh, uh, to our listeners. Uh, there's a fellow named Mike Johnson who 90 percent of the people nerd even heard of down here now that's
0: the people in louisiana right yeah it's louisiana <laughs> 100
1: no. uh,
0: of the people in america
1: <laughs> obscure congressman who lives just outside of Shreveport, a little town called benton he was in the state legislature and then he ran for congress and luckily got elected he's 51 years old been kind of a minor no-name congressman and all of a sudden, he's second in line to being president of the United. S- did, did you get that, producer Chris? Did you hear that again? I he's heard it. second in line to being president of the United States. So uh, made it to the big leagues. That's right. That's right. And then, what's even uh, to accentuate the situation? The number two person in the House of Representatives in Washington is another Louisiana congressman named Steve Scalise from Jefferson Parish uh, just outside of New Orleans. So uh, this is the first time in the history of America when the uh, Speaker of the House and the number two person, the House Majority Leader, are both from Louisiana. Isn't it amazing?
0: And Steve Scalise had his 24 hours maybe of looking like he might be the Speaker when the Republican caucus came behind him and recommended him but that was that was short lived of course and then when mike johnson put his name in i, I wasn't even sure where where he was from and mike johnson put his name in i'm thinking well, there's no way he's going to get it he's not even prominent in our delegation little did i know
1: well, for most of you listeners, uh, the Speaker Kevin McCarthy, uh, when this new these new congressmen came in, there's a very conservative group, the Freedom Caucus, uh, that puts some very tight restrictions. And you say, what difference does it matter? Well, to be elected Speaker, you got to get a majority of members of Congress. The re- Democrats are very close with their numbers; they're about 213, I think, and the Republicans have 218. So there's a swing of just a handful of states. And if you don't get virtually all Republicans, you're not going to be elected. And that's what happened to the California speaker. He's from the Congress from California, Kevin McCarthy. He couldn't put the coalition together uh, when he started having uh, members of the House Freedom Caucus kind of drift away from him, fell out with him. So. Uh, He tried. He couldn't get the votes. So we got to elect a new speaker. And again, a lot of our listeners don't follow it. uh, But uh, uh, what happened, they had a number of votes. They had a congressman, Jim Jordan, and several others who tried to put the coalition together, couldn't do it. And there was a wear-down factor. Ronna, you mentioned Steve Scalise. He's a fellow that I've known. He's in the state legislature. He was uh, down in New Orleans, uh, was shot uh, four or five times when he was playing baseball against the House and the Senate by some deranged guy. Recovered and very well thought of. But again, he couldn't put the coalition together. So three weeks went by. The House had no leadership in Washington. And out of complete frustration, uh, this guy, Mike uh, Johnson, the congressman from Benton, Louisiana, that's up by Shreveport, throws his hat into the ring. Donald Trump apparently likes him, pulls some strings behind the scenes, and all of a sudden, Mike Johnson, is speaker, and then Steve Scalise maintains the role he had as the number two member of, of Congress, the uh, House Majority Leader. And so uh, the one-two punch right now is pretty heavy.
0: And what was really obvious in uh, the fractures and how deep they run is neither one of them had the united support of their own state delegation. I mean, there were so many. You had Garrett Gray's working very hard to help McCarthy get back. Garrett Uh, Davis is a congressman
1: Congressman from Baton Rouge. From
0: Baton Rouge, who was very close to Kevin McCarthy. And McCarthy had given him some powers to represent him and to serve in this uh, elected Republican elected committee, advising him, even though Garrett wasn't elected to it, Kevin McCarthy was letting him chair it. And so he was working very hard to help Kevin McCarthy. I don't know if you saw in the... Floor speeches, but he was just screaming and ranting and raving about the fundraising off of this against Matt Gates, primarily for being the one to call for the vote to remove the speaker. Gates
1: was a congressman from Florida, from Florida. Who, who led the Freedom Caucus to uh, kick out the, the the speaker at the and time, and who,
0: who after 15 votes, only supported McCarthy. Because of that, because they agreed to the rule that one person can could call for the removal and call for a vote. So he kind of had, McCarthy kind of had the sword of Damocles hanging over his head the entire time. How long was it? A month or two months that he was speaker uh, there. But you even had all this infighting in, our, in your own delegation where you picture in the past, I would say, If you had a chance to get someone elected speaker from your state, it would be a big deal and good for all of you and it might unite around him. But that wasn't the case at all. It wasn't the case for Scalise, and it wasn't the case for Mike Johnson.
1: Well, to give a little history to our listeners out that way, because I wrote a column this week you can find uh, at www.jimbrownla.com. That's jimbrownla.com. And I said that four is a charm in Louisiana because we came so close to having a speaker before. And I gave the history going back to the 1972 when then-majority leader Hale Boggs was right on the precipice of being speaker. Uh, The speaker at the time was about to retire, a little older guy. Hale Boggs, to build support, was traveling all over the country to help other congressmen fundraise and uh, to build up his support so he'd be the speaker. So he goes up to Alaska to help a congressman in Alaska. They're flying from Anchorage you know? And, and I was in uh, Paris, France at the time, and I got the word that Hale Boggs' plane had disappeared. Nobody knew where it was. And so they had, of course, you can imagine being in the House Majority Leader, there are planes galore searching. They've been searching for what, 60 years. They've never found the plane. They think the plane went into a massive snowdrift buried under tons of snow that never melt. It never melts. And so we'll never find his body.
0: Well, uh, maybe climate change. We might well, <laughs> be finding hail after all these years. Everything's melting, just like when we had the drought here these ancient ships that are on the side of the Mississippi River were suddenly turned up, up, we might find him.
1: Well, Boggs didn't quite make it. Then we jump ahead uh, to uh, the 1990s, I think, 1998. Bob Livingston was a congressman from down in the same district that Scalise uh, represents, and uh, David Duke represented that area at one time, controversial area. And Bob Livingston, I ran against Bob Livingston for governor back in 1987. I thought he was a gentleman, a very nice guy. I consider him a friend. He's written a book. I, I interviewed him about his book. And uh, nice guy. So he he gets elected speaker. But before he takes office, uh, and you got to know the times, Bill Clinton was about to be impeached because lying about his affair with Monica Lewinsky. And Livingston had a little controversial past himself uh, and uh, in his personal life. And uh, the Hustler magazine was about to expose his involvement with uh, maybe a few other ladies. And so he opted to back down. He didn't take the oath of office. He was elected speaker, but never actually took the oath of office. So that was number three. And then, as you alluded to, Rana. This little-known uh, congressman from Benton, Louisiana, ends up being the Speaker of the House of Representatives, second in line to being president of the free world. Unbelievable.
0: And yet we've learned he doesn't have a bank account in his name, according to the financial records that he's been filing for years. So as long as he's been in Congress, he doesn't have a bank account.
1: Well, he lives paycheck to paycheck. I <laughs> and he,
0: his wife was running a conversion therapy clinic for gay people to be converted. And um, he the latest, Rolling Stone has just blown it out of the water this week with its reporting that he, they have a recording of him talking about this, so I'm not talking out of school. He explained to a group in giving a speech that he and his son, you know, he has a black adopted son that he... When he was about 27 or so, he and his wife adopted about a 14-year-old boy and have raised him. And they each have an app on their phone, and they, you have to have like a sponsor. And so they signed up as each other's sponsor or monitor to monitor if you watch porn on your phone.
1: And So so the other person can call you and say, hey, you can't yeah, do you that. Can, yeah, you
0: can't, uh, you know. Well, I mean, if, if that's, you, get, you know. You get that, weak and that, you go for it. You guys like having an AA sponsor. If you want to take a drink, somebody's going to call you, I well, guess. Well, that,
1: that's a little offbeat, <laughs> not within the norm, but. But I, I don't think that disqualifies him. Oh, no, it didn't disqualify him. I, I'm more concerned about, uh, you know, some of his more extreme views in terms of his votes and how he's going to spend the money. Who is is he going to give support to uh, those we're supporting worldwide? We're in a very tenuous situation right now, and I hope he doesn't undermine the president, whether you like Biden as president now or not. And even if, if Trump comes back to the president, we want to stand behind for our national defense and so those are factors that concern me but he is a little quirky i i, I will he's not, got some interesting
0: uh, quirks i agree with you that and the, the big question i think you're wondering is would will he support ukraine or as as trump would prefer let putin take ukraine and and reduce the united states support there um so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And yet the one thing everybody says about him is he's pretty likable. So I well, guess that's, that's all right. that matters. He, he be- has a congenial personality. Well,
1: uh goes a long compared way. Compared to some of the razor edges that some of them ha- have out there, so uh there's no doubt about it. So uh and you know, it's a tough life when you're the speaker and f- for example, the second command, Steve Scalise, the majority leader, uh you're in demand. You've got 400 and what, 50 members of Congress, Uh, uh, whatever the number is, Uh, so many of them want you as speaker to come to their district and speak their fundraiser. Right. But usually on the weekend, on a Saturday night or something like that, so that they can have the prestige of the speaker. And so my point is, it's just not, it's a heck of a life. You're never back in your district. Uh, I doubt that you're in district once every three months, you even come back home to your district. You're crisscrossing, you're traveling, and uh, it's just not conducive to having any family life. You don't uh, attend kids' basketball games, and I had my taste of that when I was in public office. I didn't attend to uh, a lot of my kids, as I should, in a a Vandermeier statewide role where I was going a few hours. I wasn't traveling halfway across the country.
0: And they say Kevin McCarthy was one of the most uh, successful fundraisers for Republican candidates that they'd ever had. He, he he had the touch there, and now all of a sudden it, it'll be interesting to see this unknown congressman from Benton, Louisiana, um, with a porn monitor on his mobile phone, <laughs> how, how he does, raising money for the party. That's a big part of what the speaker's th- there oh, to no do. Oh, no doubt. No uh, doubt about uh, it. Nancy Pelosi, she was a prolific uh fundraiser for the democratic party it's just something that's expected so yeah let's see how he does there
1: well i i I guess from being very selfish about it our state has been on the back burner for so long and we need funding you mentioned uh, uh uh climate change before we have a coast that's in jeopardy that needs billions and billions of dollars we have a transportation system that needs to be upgraded dramatically We've got uh, a lot of, of great uh, debt. Uh, insurance is a massive problem that we can't handle ourselves. I know that. I was the insurance commissioner, and uh, we can't solve the insurance problem. You're going to have to have some kind of uh, federal uh, overreach or, or or protective pool, and uh, this all takes federal money. So I hope the Speaker of the House and the number-two-person member of the House is going to go to bat and get us some very needed uh, cash and help us in other ways because we haven't had that in a number of years. So that's something we'll keep keep our fingers for.
0: And it'll be for. interesting to see who emerges as his um, allies in that position because, like I said, odd, com- odd camaraderie between Garrett Graves from Baton Rouge and Kevin McCarthy, but Garrett had emerged as— Basically, McCarthy's mouthpiece out there speaking for him. It'll be interesting to see who emerges. Does Scalise become really close to him? I mean, Scalise has probably been living for years wanting that job. That's probably one of the reasons he's staying around uh, to try to be speaker. Will right. he? Will he be his? Um, will he be his ally? Uh, does he draw from the conservative caucus in other states? I mean, who circles around him? Because it's a pretty cutthroat world up there right now.
1: I agree with you 100%. I don't think the average Louisianian. Let's put yourself in – remove yourself from paying that much attention to politics. I think the average person says, hey, it's about time we got our share of something. And so let those guys work together and get us some help here. We need that rail line between Baton Rouge and New Orleans we need uh, you know there's a project that i've always been interested in for years that looks like it's building fruition in texas i14 i
0: saw that
1: going from uh, i think fort worth and coming on across uh uh coming in across to alexandria leesville alexandria and natchez mississippi and uh uh being a cross uh, a range to come across, it would be a boon for north uh, northeast Louisiana, particularly, and north central Louisiana. Well, that's going to take lots of federal money to do that. And and there are designations, you know, uh, the bridge is only two lane crossing from Natchez into my home district of Concordia Parish, and uh, where I lived. And so, what I did, I got the legislature to create a, uh, a bridge commission. Uh, a joint state, Mississippi and Louisiana. Once we did that, then we went to Congress said, listen, we got Fort Polk, Louisiana over here uh, going across into the East coast. That's a national defense route. And how about getting it? And they end up put up 90% of the money. They did you know, once we qualified along the, so anyway, there's all kinds of things like that, that a speaker and a re- representative, and we've got a pretty co- strong congressional delegation, you know, um, uh, Uh, I just don't
0: see them here in the districts having those meetings like they did in the past and fighting those local issues like you're talking about. They seem to all be caught up in the national politics.
1: Well, that's going to be a shame if that's the case, because I think that if we go out here where we're broadcasting from on the street— next 20 person what's more important getting caught up in the national politics or bringing home the bacon to louisiana it's going to be a hundred percent bring home the bacon so <laughs> and uh, and i agree to some degree i mean you, you can get caught up in national politics if you bring home the bacon that's right but you got to do you got to do them both and uh uh and if you don't then you make a big mistake so uh, in any event i just share that with you uh well, Ronna, we'll, we'll be interested. We'll certainly talk about this some more as to how effective this speaker is and the second line and whether, depending on the. Let's assume Republicans take over the White House. Uh, if well, you, let's
0: not assume that. What? Let's not assume well, that. Well, if they do that,
1: though, I think, that, I think, let's assume it happens. I think that uh, that will carry over into control of the U.S. Senate, too. I don't oh, think yeah. you're not. Gonna I think have the Senate's
0: in danger. Uh, I think the Democrats could take the House and lose the Senate, hmm. and of course the Senate's where all the judges and everything get a, get a, put in office. And um, but well, yeah, I, I, I'm. We'll talk lots more about the presidential race, but there's some pretty serious charges, 91 indictments against this former president, I'm just not sure well, he's going back in office.
1: And he keeps it getting indicted, and his popularity keeps going up and up and up. So uh, uh, that'll be a whole separate show for us coming up. Well, Ronna, we're going to wind the show down for today. Glad you joined us, uh, as uh, you listeners out there do, joining Ron and I. You can find out all about our shows by going to DatelineLouisiana.com. That's DatelineLouisiana.com. And you can email us at Huey, H U E Y, at dateline com. Rhonda's got a great website. The books that she's written would be fascinating to you. That's Rhonda Gray, G R A Y, uh, at uh, RhondaGray.com. That's at RhondaGray.com right. and JB at JimBrownLA.com. So plenty of choices for you out there. Hope you'll take a look and enjoy them. You folks have a good week. Thanks for listening. Rhonda, we'll see everybody next week, okay?
0: See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Dateline Louisiana with Jim Brown and Rhonda Gray. To subscribe to this podcast or contact Jim or Rhonda, visit DatelineLouisiana.com. We hope you'll join us again next week for more news and reflections from the Bayou State.